Would you like to strengthen your marriage, encourage your children, and grow your family relationships? Join author and international evangelist Sammy Tippett as he ignites the flame in your heart for your family. Greetings to you and welcome, and uh, we're just excited to be here. Pastor David Walker and I are um, here again today. Good to be back in the studio with you, David, and Cher, and... And so uh, we're just, it's, it's good to be able to do this again together. Shirley and I enjoyed being here last, uh, over the last Well, I, I've while. heard some really good reports on things. As a matter of fact, that's mm-hmm. where we want to pick up, kind of yeah. where you left off. I've heard some good things about um, that. But, uh, you know, I, I have a, a blessing that m- nobody else, that most people, I guess, don't have the blessing who are, mm-hmm. who are watching this or listening to this podcast or broadcast has, and that is that uh, I get to go to church, Sonny, and hear what you're doing, and uh, you have just started a series on uh, Real Dad, the yeah. Real Dad. Yeah. I, I know, so I, I, I can kind of start this thing off and, and ask you some questions. I thought it'd be really good because mm. as fathers, you know, and, and, and by the way, if, if you, there are some men who need to be listening to this, and there are some ladies who need to be listening to this because, you know, there's been a lot of hurt from dads, and uh, and, and, yeah. and it's because a lot of times we don't understand who our real dad is, yeah. our father. And well, so and I tell you, Sammy, the, the idea to call the series Your Real Dad actually came from a lady in our church, one of our staff wives who who grew up in a home where her dad, her earthly dad, was not a believer in mm-hmm. Jesus. And um, some difficulties, as you know, as we can imagine, that just happens when when Jesus isn't king of your life, then yeah. you got another king, and it's right. the God of this age, the the enemy, and um, and so you can have all kinds of other things going on in a home setting. But she would she referenced a Christian man who was she considered her her real dad, you know, mm-hmm. more of a dad for her heart. And the more I've thought about it, I just hear that again and again and again of, of folks, whether it's, whether it's men, grown men, uh, or, or grown women, even with their own families. Just this, um, this ache for a relationship with, with a dad who can represent what a dad's supposed to be. And mm-hmm. ultimately, Sammy, ultimately, there's no earthly father, no human dad who can be the perfect father. Yeah. So our real dad. Our real dad is the one we can't see yet, yeah. but he's present. Well, you know, I, I grew up, my my mother and father had both been divorced before uh, they had me and were remarried. And uh, and I grew up in a home that was intact. However, um, my dad became ill when I was just a young mm-hmm. boy, I remember. And everything changed in our home from that point on. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a single-parent home because my dad, had, for months at a time, he would go to the Veterans Hospital in Alexandria, Louisiana, and he'd be there for months. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and he was actually in the hospital, uh, even though he lived until I was about 20, he was in the hospital as much of the time uh, as he was at home. Mm-hmm. And then when he was at home, he was very sick. Yeah. And so, you know, I grew up in a, a single parent family and I can remember or, like it was like a single parent family. Right. And I can remember after I got married, I can remember saying, boy, I felt so inadequate when Dave came along and he was mm-hmm. our first child. Because I, I didn't know what a dad was supposed to do mm-hmm. with his kids. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I didn't have that. And yeah. and I found the source. Mm-hmm. The Lord spoke to my heart in my quiet time one day about and you know, it was so distinctive about you know, you look to me, mm-hmm. I, I'm your real dad, and I, you look mm-hmm. to me, and I'm going to show you, and I'm going to mm-hmm. teach you. And and so 
Uh, I know this is a three-part series. Tell us what, what, what the three parts are that in, in this series, and then we'll, we'll start looking at that first one today. Okay. Well, uh, you know, actually, it, um, it's three parts because that's a, what I figured it would, it would take to kind of get through one section of Scripture that just identifies the heart of our Father. And um, uh, one, of the, one of the greatest statements in Scripture, and it's repeated by David. It's repeated, I think, uh, of course, not only in the Psalms, but I think Jeremiah picks it back up. And it's, it's how the Lord introduced himself, in a sense, to Moses, mm-hmm. all the way back in the book of Exodus. And, and um, let me just read this. If I could. Yeah. This is Exodus chapter 34. Uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, second book in the Bible, Exodus 34 and verse 6. And, um, and this, is, this is how it reads. Then the Lord passed by in front of him, in front of Moses, and proclaimed. The Lord proclaimed, and this is what the Lord said. This isn't Moses reporting it. He's just quoting what the Lord said. The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin, yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. And Moses made haste to bow low toward the earth and worship. The interesting thing to me about that, Sammy, is that is that it would be as if you walked up to the door and you said, Sammy, Sammy Tippett, you know, evangelist to the, to the nations and so forth, that you would be introducing yourself like somebody else would be saying some things about you. Mm-hmm. That's how the Lord, he, he, it's as if he's, he's wanting Moses to know, and he knew it would be recorded and, and in the scripture for generations to come. But as if the Lord said, this is how I want you to think of me. Here, here are some adjectives describing who I am that I want you to get. And he starts right off by saying, the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious and slow to anger. And the idea was it would just kind of take each of those threes, they're kind of some triplets, mm-hmm. and just kind of talk through those, work through those. So uh, compassionate, gracious, gracious, and slow to anger. Slow to anger. But but he said, you know, he he uses the term the Lord Yahweh, the Lord the Lord God Adonai Yahweh, the one who is in charge of everything, the one who isn't relying on any other source for his sustenance or his duration of life. I am the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. But when you think of the Lord Moses, here's what I want you to think of: that I am compassionate, gracious, and slow to anger. Let's let's talk about the compassionate part. Uh, the God is our Father, and He is a compassionate Father. And of, of all things, probably when, as as a father, I want to represent to my children is that 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 God is compassionate, and uh, mm-hmm. to be a reflection of that. Um, I remember uh, a friend of mine when I first became a Christian, and he had just become a Christian. And his father was an alcoholic, and uh, he'd come in, and you know his picture of his father that he had was that his father would beat them when he'd come in, he'd be drunk, you know, and this kind of thing. 
he really, really struggled mm-hmm. after he became a Christian. He, he struggled with, uh, you know, does God really love him? I mean, that, that was the bottom line. Right. Because there had been no compassion shown to him, and uh, and 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 it took years for him to yeah. finally come to the place. And and you know how it happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a man who came into his life, began to discipling, mm-hmm. and this this friend of mine was deep in debt. And the man said, you know, and and the man evidently saw that that, that my friend was real and genuine. He wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. And he said, um, I want to take care of your debt for you. Mm-hmm. And he paid his debt, and uh, and it was like it was like he he fell just like Moses did. Mm-hmm. He fell on his face, and he began to worship God as his yes. father. He had a whole new vision yeah. of God as yeah. his father. And and the enemy is so methodical and so specific in the way he tries to move into families and into the into the lives of earthly fathers to distort that early on because the children are so shapeable, and a child comes into this world. Wanting to believe that his dad or her dad is the hero is yeah. this is this is this is my dad. I want my dad's approval. But if you never seem to earn your father's approval, or the father is absent and not able to give it, or there's there's just that steady flow of anger coming out, then it really can distort. But but what we got to do is is we got to draw that line. We 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 can't keep blaming uh, our being a cripple. On our dad, mm-hmm. on our earthly dad, somewhere along the line. Therefore, if any man, any person is in Christ, he's a new creation. Yeah. She's a new creation. That work of the spirit to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your your earthly father is is he's, as a colleague, more a colleague, more a, more capable of being a friend or 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 being um, an equal in the sense of humanity, but ultimately. The one who gave you life and who sustains your life is your heavenly Father. So know Him. The um, you, you know, I, I think of our, our relationships and a lot of kids, and and one of the problems with this, David, I think, is that um, uh, you know, and 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 as a father, I'm talking about and and trying to display is when our kids are growing up, we're disciplinarians, and I know we'll talk right. about that some some later. But yeah. you're you're we're, you know, you have to discipline. And uh, and compassion doesn't always come through. So how do you how do you balance that out? I mean, because you're having to, you know, there's times when you got to say no, mm-hmm. and when they don't obey, then there's mm-hmm. discipline that has to take place. And so how do you, how do you deal with that? Well, how do you balance that? See, out? and and what's interesting too is that this is spoken under the law. Mm-hmm. This this would almost sound like a New Testament passage that the Father is saying, "I want you to know me as compassionate." gracious and slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness. Um, the, the heart of God, the heart of God is to express compassion, to, to be gracious, to in, in the face of our sins, in the face of our guilt, to respond with forgiveness and mercy. But it, when, when there's repeated violation, when there's a coming against the laws of God, then, then he he did in the old covenant. He does even now. There there are repercussions and there are there are consequences of that. But I just think that it's it, it's significant for earthly fathers to be able to say to their children, you know, my heart is to just bless you. My heart is to wrap you up in mercy and in compassion. But 
the absolutes are still the absolutes. The standards are still the standards, and, and there there will be consequences if we violate we mm-hmm. violate these rules. One of the things I think the Lord spoke to my heart, and of course, you know, uh, I think my our generation kind of grew up on Dobson and Dr. Mm-hmm. Dobson and so forth. But one of the, and I think I, I think this is where I heard this or learned this. But um, one of the things that the Lord spoke to me was, you know, don't discipline out of anger. Mm-hmm. discipline out of love mm-hmm. and one of the things that we started doing early on with our kids when they were real small is when they would do something wrong you know we would take them and we privately mm-hmm. you know say you what you did was wrong and there's going to be discipline for this mm-hmm. there's going to be whatever form of punishment there would be but we would let them know that we love them mm-hmm. and and then and and we would lead them to repentance mm-hmm. and then we would pray with them after we discipline them mm-hmm. and uh, not not discipline them in anger but uh, to try to show them hey we love you uh, you know but you know when they get into the teen years mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. kind of a tough thing to do I mean to to, to really you know and God is so good I mean because we're, we're kind of like those rebellious teenagers yeah. you know and, and yet yeah. he he is somehow he's able to discipline us mm-hmm. and show us mm-hmm. That loving, I mean, he can be pretty tough on us, but by the same time, he, you know, you come out of it knowing, man, he loves me. He loves me. You know, there's there's a reference in in the book of Romans where where uh, in Romans chapter one where it says that the that the wrath of God is displayed from displayed from heaven against all kinds of disobedience. But the word for wrath there, the Greek word for wrath, is is not the word for fit of rage. Hmm. Just this explosive, just you know, the kid walks in and, and catches us on a bad day. You right. know, we've had trouble at the office or there's something else going on and we just explode. That's not the word. The, the, the scary thing about that word that's used in Romans is that, is that it's, it's anger with a history hmm. or it's hurt with a history. It's sadness with a history. And as a result of that, you know, what, what comes forth is not just the Lord just, uh, just, quickly just blowing up but it's that he's put up with and he's put up with and he's put up with and finally when this expression of his anger or his wrath comes it doesn't necessarily abate quickly mm-hmm. because it's got a history to it so so it, it's gonna it's gonna run its course it's it's gonna run its course and and um, and we you know the, the thing about the children of God is that we do not we do not face the kind of wrath that someone who's rejected Jesus yeah. is is for, even in this life. Ours ours is not just it's not just punishment and just slapping us down and and but but there is there is a desire, and you've said you've you've said this often, Sammy, that that when God convicts us of a sin, it's a specific pinpointed conviction. We know right. exactly what it is that we've done, and we yeah. can't get away from it. The enemy, on the other hand, will just try to paint us with that big black stroke that we're awful, we're ugly, we're, you know, we're a loser, we'll never amount to anything. That's not God's way. So there's compassion in the middle of that. Let's, let's look at this thing of compassion. What does it look like? I mean, uh, when, when we talk about the compassion of God as our real dad, I mean, and, and as a dad, I want to be compassionate towards my children, towards my grandchildren. 
what does that look like? Hmm. Uh, can, can 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 you give me a picture I, of that? Well, I, you know, I just what what immediately comes to mind is that is in Luke fifteen the the story Jesus told of the prodigal son mm-hmm. and the father of that prodigal son, and you know maybe that's maybe that's a help that the, the father the father listened to the youngest son the boy wanted what he had coming to him divide the inheritance with me i want it now i don't want to wait i'm ready to get out of here the the, the father gave to him what was his and let him go but didn't hunt him down didn't track him didn't send out a, a group of private investigators to find my boy and you extract him and bring him back i, I wonder if some of the compassion because i am I've also been thinking about this. Well, the discipline was, it's yeah. often, okay, if that's what you want to do. I'm, I'm the telling father you, knowing going, he's going to hit a wall, right. knowing that he's going to run out one day, knowing that it's not going to be what the boy thinks it's going to be. Right. So to to have compassion uh, must must have meant that he would let this run its course and that the boy, God willing, would return. You know, and... Um, Sometimes, especially with teenagers, you know, and it's been a long time since I've had a teenager, but I tell you what, it was so dramatic that I, <laughs> it, yeah. it's not hard to forget. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's difficult to forget. It's, it's hard to, re- it's not hard to remember. Uh, the, uh, but, you know, when, when kids, they go through times. And if you can just, I think as a father, remember that the Heavenly Father knows that we went, we've gone through times. Yeah. And 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 hey, th- this is going to come to an end. It, God's going to work. And uh, you know, I think when uh, Dave and Renee both went away to, to college, you know, they uh, they weren't uh, uh, sold out to Jesus or mm-hmm. in, in any stretch of the, your imagination. And but we had to let them go. Mm-hmm. We had to let them go, and we had to mm-hmm. just pray for them and um, love them and pray that God would do some things. And there were some. Things that they got messed up in that, uh, you know, especially Dave, that, that wasn't uh, good and wasn't healthy for him. Mm-hmm. But but the father was faithful yeah. to, to draw him back. And he, yeah. he, he had to, you know, I almost think he had to go through that. He had to find out for himself the reality of Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he knew the reality of Christ, but he had to find it in a, in a depth that he had never known before yeah. on his own. This this line, slow to anger, he compassionate, gracious, slow to anger. As if the Lord is saying, just because you know I don't spank you on the bottom, or you 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 feel my hand coming out of heaven on everything that that may violate my law, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that I haven't noticed. It doesn't mean but but he's slow to anger. I, I, as a parent, I think that's that's one of the particularly with the the, the teenagers, you know, as they as they're progressing, they're getting ready to leave home. The some of the consequences of what they do can be far more significant for their future lives than when they were four years old or eight years mm-hmm. old. You realize you you're making some choices that'll affect from now on, and mm-hmm. so that some of that that last bit of the parent the you know they're under your roof for this these last few weeks or months we're down our baby evan we're down to just days now before he goes off to um to to college and some of that intensity to 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 just make sure that 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 nail is driven down and that they're hearing from the voice sometimes of experience that boy you can't go that way without consequences Mm -hmm. slow to anger slow to anger how many times, Sammy, have you not heard the Lord 
scream at you from heaven, you yeah. know, or, you know, we, we take a wrong turn. It, it's, it's amazing how he gives us his word. And there are times when he'll wake us up in the middle of the night, reminding us of a word or somebody will bring something to us that, that will help us. But the Lord is amazingly, is, is amazingly quiet. He's, he's yeah. amazingly, uh, silent, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in a lot of ways, uh, and so should we. You know, one of the things that uh, I tell people, people often ask me, you know, friends ask me about, um, you know, I've got these kids that are at this point. What do I do? I don't know what to do. And and I've heard text even probably reference this in our in our marriage and parenting more than anything else she's referenced. And uh, probably the biggest turning point uh, in raising our kids came when Dave went away to college, right before he went away to college. And there was this tension between he and I, and I didn't understand it. I mean, because there's nothing in me, mm. but he was kind of lashing out mm. at me. And uh, and I didn't understand why. You know, mm. I mean, I, I didn't know what had happened or what the mm. deal was. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't know of anything. So I went out, got a Coke with him and said, what's going on? You know, mm. and uh, there were some things in him uh that basically what he was saying was, you know, you're not giving me my independence. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said to him, I said, okay, you've got it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I knew in my heart, it was the right thing to say. It was a hard mm-hmm. thing to say because as, as dad, who knows yeah. what's going to happen down there, I want him to go on. The one yeah. thing, you know, and, and this is a thing that I think that, that is, um, it comes into this compassion equation. Even in salvation, God never forces his way on us. He draws us in his love to himself. And sometimes his love lets us fall flat on our face. Because when we're flat on our face, then he can pick us up. But he never forces his way. And I think that's something that evangelical Christians often, I mean, it's a simple, basic principle, but it carries up when we look at God for who he is. God didn't force me. I mean, he drew me, but he did not force me to come to Christ. And every work that he's done in my life, it's been his love drawing me. And through many situations, some on mountaintops, some in valleys, some Mm -hmm. off the the road that he wants me on. I mean, but but in all of it, he drew me, but he never forced me down that road. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. his love that drew me. And, Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a father, as a parent, if I could just remember that, we cannot force our kids to be what we think they ought to be. Man, that is a releasing thing. Yeah, you know, it's got to be ultimately God who draws them, and 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 that that's, is a real releasing exactly. thing. It really is. And you know, but but the the bigger no no but to it, and and the bigger picture is that um, we for a season will have children in our homes right. that we have in front. But the long term of the deal is, I'm still a child. Yeah, you're still a child. Right. And I need to I need to be somehow figuring this thing out of what father am I in relation to? Right. And we can, as adults, still be putting on the face of the eternal God the face of our earthly father, which is what you mentioned right. a, a while ago. And and it can be something that throughout our lives we can be refreshed in the Scripture. And those old tapes being deleted and the new tapes from the word being played in our hearts that my 
father is compassionate toward me. My have my real dad is slow to anger. He sees everything, not only that I do, he reads every thought in my mind. Psalm 139 says he knows the words that are on our lips even before we know that they're there. And that if we've grown up in a setting where it was, it was, it was, it was crushing with the lack of compassion and, and the swiftness of, of anger, the explosiveness of anger, that it really can take the work of the Spirit years to, to just do that work of, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait a minute. Your real dad is not responding to you the way your earthly dad did when you grew up. Mm-hmm. That there's compassion in his heart for you as a 55-year-old or a 34-year-old single adult, professional woman. Your, God is not like your boss. He's not like all of the authority figures that may have come in to lend influence on you, to put influence on your life. That that can just that, that can make me want to get up again in the morning, Sam. Yeah. That to be reminded of. This. You know, David, I think we need to just stop and you know draw this thing to to a close here, and yeah. and let's pray for some people. Okay. And yeah. and uh, and and you may be a person been listening mm-hmm. to this broadcast, watching uh, us today, and God has been speaking to your heart. And and I'm going to ask David if you just mm-hmm. pray for those that that need a fresh vision or maybe a first time vision mm-hmm. of God mm-hmm. as our father, the real dad. And so would, would you just pray for us and lead us in prayer I, I, for that? I would love to. I, I, I would love to. Lord, you know where we are today and you know the weight of the influence that we can feel, not just by folks physically present and close to us, but by people whose physical presence is, is years away. Uh, maybe they're not even alive anymore, but we we still can be under the influence of those of those shaping impulses in our lives lord in the name of jesus yes in the name of jesus by the power of your spirit yes. will you renew our minds will yes, you lord. make new the way we think yes. will you take your word would you take these this wonderful ancient passage of scripture that reveals what you wanted folks to think about you? yes lord in exodus chapter 34, and repeated in Psalm uh, 103 and in other places throughout the Scripture, David just seemed to keep coming back to it and keep coming back to it that, Lord, you are compassionate and you were gracious. He was a great sinner, Mm -hmm. but he was a man who just didn't keep pursuing you Mm -hmm. because there was something about your heart that he he knew he needed and that he wanted, not not just, just a judge, not just a righteous judge, but a father. Mm. A daddy who would be mm. compassionate and yes. gracious toward him in his sin. When he repented, mm. he he would hold you. David would hold you to to what you had pledged yourself to be, and that mm. would be that you would forgive when we would when we would confess yes. our sins. Lord, the the the, the ladies who mm. grew up under the influence yes. of a of a strong and domineering father, and maybe they they never heard their dad say "I love you," mm. never heard him say. I'm proud of you. Mm. Lord Jesus, by the power of your spirit, would you cause them to know that that's not their real dad mm. talking. That's not their real dad uh, in his in his true expression, mm. Lord, that it is that you are compassionate, you are gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness mm. and truth. 
may we know you in that way. I just, Lord, I want to finish this by just reminding us of, of that passage in Romans 8. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and then in other sections, but specifically Romans 8, where it, it, we hear of, of, of what the work of the Spirit in this area is supposed to be like in our hearts. And it is that we would, we would be crying out, Abba, Father, mm-hmm. Abba, Father, that the spirit of adoption would be so alive in our hearts that when we think of you, Father, it would be that term that the Jewish children would call yes. their daddy, Abba, Abba, Abba. Mm-hmm. Dear spirit of adoption, would you make your presence known yes. in our hearts that we would be looking to our father, our real dad, as our Abba, our Abba, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I hope this has been a blessing to you. You know, I just sense there's there's some ladies or some young women out there who um, that God has just spoken to you and and you need to see him as your father who's compassionate and loving and gracious and slow to anger and uh, some men, too. Amen. And uh, so I just I just pray that God will reveal himself to you in that way. We're going to continue this next week, and we're going to pick up where we left off today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you're going to really enjoy it. So you need to be with us next week. God bless you. And we look forward to seeing you then. And God bless you. Until next week. We hope you've been encouraged. If you'd like to hear more, visit SammyTippett.org. There you'll hear podcasts, watch daily devotionals, and obtain books by Sammy that will ignite your faith, your love of family, and a passion to reach others.